it all up. This is why we don't do live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Guns, Gear, and Beer 41. We're back with Roy from Weapon Outfitters. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I've I followed you and what you guys have done for a long time. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm seriously ADHD because time is just a weird concept for me. Yep. I've been doing this for like 10 years and I realize now like meeting like young up and comers in the gun space that some of you fuckers like grew up <laughs> looking at my content, which is crazy. Which to is me. terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. I influence like young, fragile minds and terrible. But, <laughs> you know, seeing, seeing like 20 somethings starting like high end gun parts or tactical related business, you know, talking to them and fact that they used to follow my old tumblr back in like oh tumblr yeah tumblr used to be hardcore i mean i don't remember i think i might have talked to your defense guy on tumblr he's like hey what advice do you have about starting a gun store and getting ffl i'm like don't do it <laughs> obviously that's terrible advice you know because theory defense is on off to do super yeah often. they they they've blown up with it's the most hilarious like just See the stuff, the picture, I can't remember his name. This is a picture of him with Kit and his ass out. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And it just blows up on social media and everyone loves it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, he's, he kind of comes from like the skate yeah. music scene, really. I would say for me, my on-ramp into guns was more the, the video games and mm-hmm. airsofts. Like when I was uh, growing up overseas, I, I went to... American school in Taipei, like uh, at that time when I was like a high school kid, video games didn't have realistic guns yet. Yeah. Counter Strike. When the ejection ports were on the left side. Exactly, because of the guy's left handed, you know. Uh, I think I was like, I was a beta 0.6 player of Counter Strike. And back then you couldn't, you could easily TK, team kill your, your buddies. And the saw was impossibly expensive to get. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of issues with people saving up money to get the saw and then people would blast them and take it. Yeah, that was like way early in the day. Like late yeah. night. Or what what definitely influenced one of my first gun purchases was Modern Warfare 2. I got an ACR as soon as I could afford it in 2013. Oh yeah. Was it uh when I was when Weapon Outfitters first started, West Coast Armory uh owned half the company and we were housed in their warehouse. But, you know, I do like retail gun operation, do my own thing in the warehouse. Uh, I just remember like little kids would come in and they'd like start rattling off the names of all the guns on the wall because they, they played the modern war. That was like a huge uh, boom culture wars having yeah. listening to guns, video games, because video games, I mean, I'm so old. I remember in the 90s, like at that time, the right wing was still joy. Yes. They wanted to ban video games. They wanted to Guns, ban no skateboarding, music. no fun. Yeah, yeah. But now it's obviously shifted towards the left being the wing Karens. You know, back in those days, yeah, the right wing was kind of the killjoys and the fun police. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because uh, of, oh, at that time, uh, video games were smaller than movies. People still didn't respect it. Roger Ebert's like, oh, video games are stupid. They're still infantile. And because you can control the narrative. It's not true storytelling, stupid bullshit like that. But you know, fast forward. Oh fuck. It's not even been 10 years. It's been 20 years. 20 years later is like two games 
so much more important culture than yeah movies now. It's it's interesting because in our field in, in guns, we're only like a ten to thirty billion dollar industry, depending on the which year. is small right across now, the board. It's tiny because uh, I always like look at oh so what's like Japanese porn is like fifty billion. I dated a Alaskan fisherwoman, and you know, I, through her, I learned. I went to like the fishing version of Shot Show in Seattle. It was oh, way cool. bigger, way cooler, like way more finance. You know, and I was like, oh, they're only like a ten billion dollar business. It, I think it was more concentrated and more established. They must have profit margins or something. But yeah, the gun business I feel is really small and very low margin. Yes, someone's really making money in it. You know? But it's nobody's getting real rich off of it. Yeah, yeah. You have to. The last few multimillionaires I've heard from the are like the founders of Wilcox. Yeah, he has like a direct access to government programs. Yeah, it's uh, one of the surest ways to get rich is the lottery, real estate, or government contracts. Uh, Boy, did Wilcox play the game well. And talking to people who have gone into government contracting type stuff, like you have to have already been rich, get into the government game because you know they're going to pay you in ninety days, or they'll like put out an order for something that doesn't exist in reality. Got to humor them, <laughs> like the the multiple failed M four program or this this current one to replace them for. You know, yep. it might actually happen, but you know they've tried to do that like twenty times and. Time it's been a waste of everyone's yeah, time. It, it's about enough years that the the generals that tried it last time got out, and a fresh set of generals ran, and they're going to take a swing at it. It's, it's it's another thing where it's like everyone cares about the M four program, but nobody cares about the how many how many ever billions they're pouring into the IVAS program. Uh, I don't even remember what it stands for. And what program Augment- is that? IVAS, the individual something visual augmentation system. It's the red, uh, it's the Microsoft uh, head. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Future Soldier, but modernized. The big spider helmet that pops up on Facebook every couple months. They're using digital night vision, networked capabilities and all. It's a cool concept, but uh, at the edges of R&D, you're burning like a ton of money. Oh, yeah. R&Ding something from nothing. So expensive. Like a uh, good design. Once it's been designed, you're like, oh, that was fucking obvious. Like, yeah, all phones have always been like an iPhone, right? Not really. Like, <laughs> everyone's Blackberry was the big thing. So, and Blackberry held the government contracts, and then they got sued over it. And now iPhones are the government phones, along with Samsungs. So when are we going to see that with night vision and stuff? When is when is L three going to slip up? It's uh, a matter they, of they time. have they have a solid hold on the game right now, especially with their they acquisition really of uh, Harris. Harris. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. Plus, analog saying, technology can't really be replaced. I just uploaded a video to my Instagram with a homie shooting like a five five six the mall, and you can see the bullet trace from the IR illuminator of the mall. That is rad. Yeah. You, you Mall, can never I have to say that. the Illuminator is very clean. The Vixel Illuminator. You could never see that with digital. Just, uh, I remember I posted something cryptic on Twitter one time about that. An actual fence contractor engineers like 
clued me in. They're like, well, we looked into it. Is this our job? It's like the amount of processing you get, like digital night vision, as good as analog. Eventually, it will probably get there, but not for the foreseeable future, Maybe not the immediate future. Years. Yeah, because like you know, the amount of energy you'd need, the amount of processing power, it's like kind of beyond our current understanding. It'd, like we'd be at quantum computing or something. <laughs> you know, like if analog technology works, it's super hard to duplicate. Like the the Russian and Iranian tubes. It only lasts about a hundred hours. Really, cost a ton of money and give you brain tumors. I don't know about that. But I think it was the old rumor about the Gen Two Russian odds uh, having radiation or something. I remember some uh, night vision nerds got an actual radiation detector. I don't even know what the term for that like is. Like a Geiger counter or something. <laughs> a spectrometer. I don't know. I don't know what it was called. But you're like, yeah, it's fine. Not gonna fry your brains or fry your eyeballs. But it's it's a funny concept, right? Like. Russian technology doesn't give a shit. <laughs> nope, nope. Well, those crewman helmets, those tank crewman helmets that the the real common Russian night vision come mounted on, those are pretty sweet looking. But yeah, like 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 Derek said, everyone everyone's afraid to buy it because everyone thinks like you're gonna see in the dark without the night vision <laughs> after you wear it for twenty hours. <laughs> I don't well, know, I mean, the like Russian technology that I'm actually afraid of is their lasers. For a while, like everyone thought. Per- Ever like talking to actual laser engineers who are like, well, like it's a very dirty laser. Yeah, you got to worry about weird frequency. That- yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of other other wacky frequency route. Way too much power. Yep. If you have dust in the air, you have rain in the air, like that looks at energy back at. So people kind of always want full power, no matter what. Like, oh, it's it's cool, and you got the lightsaber effect. It's actually not very practical. <laughs> it's very cool until you're actually trying to point it at something and you don't want to blow yourself. You get blooming and you get reflection. You fry your own tubes. Uh, this is one thing that happened with SOCOM chasing numbers. I want big numbers, right? I want my laser big to number, be good. so fucking powerful. I want my tubes to be so fucking sensitive. Then it went out of whack because then frying their tubes left and right all the time. Can't really like, can't do a point. Which is why they never mass produced the UHP, or at least mass issued it. Yeah, I mean, but the UHP at that time, those Gen three tubes sensitive to our current white FOSS stuff. You know? so uh, the our current stuff's more fragile stuff, than the older stuff. Our current stuff's more more sensitive. In fry it a lot. You Filmless and like stuff. A, if you hit like a white wall with. HP or something like well, well it's stuck on your tube forever you know yep. so like the the mall c1 plus when it came out four years ago it was like great for pretty decent green tubes at the time now as tubes have gotten more sensitive c1 plus is like almost like at the perfect level the da might be too powerful this is all from from people who actually train the night vision odds but as you know as a gun person when it comes to regular guns, like maybe like it's like nine to ten, like a ninety to ten for for split of people who own guns versus centers people who actually shoot and yes, train and shoot regularly. Another level of like creation for a lot of people. I but they just don't have the time, and I get it with nods. Uh, you know, trying to shoot nods with your homies in summer when the sun goes down at nine, like you're stuck out there till like midnight one. Like you got like a life out. 
other than guns like it's, it's tough even for me it's like my whole thing it's like hey, it's easy a lot easier to do nod stuff uh, so i'm curious yeah. so a, a big part of outfitters marketing for anyone that follows um is your use of models here i i'm curious how how it works like with the models are how many of them are like gun people pre and and how many or how often do you convert them into gun people afterwards because i see you take them out shooting a lot fairly often as well during oh yeah like it was a lot easier when i was uh, at housed out of a you know, five-star rated gun range west coast armory chill 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 right <laughs> <laughs> but like you know back then i'd be all right you want a model for me we'll go shoot at the range for an hour or two like i'll just give them straight up instruction i've been such a gun nerd like even when i was in college i would take people out to shoot i was taking hundreds of people to shoot their first time so i know how to like teach like the basic how to walk them through yeah exactly uh, show them that lining up the guns easy pulling the trigger without flinching and like having solid fire control this is a the worthy pursuit right? that's when i figured out girls who do yoga excellent first time shooters and then really? Republican dudes who think they're great shooters are the worst like i've seen <laughs> i hard i've seen 24 i'm a man i know how to shoot a gun i ain't no yeah. libtard give me that gun yeah and then like they jerk it like six feet <laughs> yeah it's like it was at that point i realized ah shit man because chicks don't have the ego actually are way better ego and it's also usually easier teaching someone if they don't have any bad habits a lot of people with just enough gun exposure be to be dangerous with it too exactly so for for, for me it's like uh getting models the main thing is uh, i kind of like a first principles guy like uh you know, what is your goal what is how do you reach that goal i want to make a beautiful image interesting woman who's beautiful enough to catch someone's attention the, the main thing is they have to be hot like i don't really <laughs> care about the politics of the background and now I care a little bit more about their politics, right? But if like they're willing to shoot with me, they're probably the right politics. Even if they're a little bit on the left or whatever, they they're at least open. Okay with, yeah, they're down with like gun ownership. Like it's like libertarian ideals are kind of new, new thing. Like some some people. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I'm personally '90s. I was considered left. I'm like down for freedom and freedom of speech and yep people can do whatever the fuck they want that may be left but you know the overton window shifted so crazy i'm like they're hardcore right wing i own it i'm down with that <laughs> <laughs> every now and then i talk to like some old boomer who's still like racist or homophobe or something like, damn old school i haven't dealt with that in a long time like god damn yeah if i can bring kicking it old school that's why but, I don't uh, miss when I first got the business started. Um, I just had an eBay store and I was selling stuff at local. That person you just described is 60 to 80% of your average gun show crowd and hiring. Gun shows just kind of suck, man. They're, they're, they're also very, very income. There's, there's the occasional like unicorn find at a gun show. And it's fun just to look at people. It is kind of oh, like yeah. going to the zoo sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely, because you know you got the you got the Asian guy who's selling like imported tactical gear. You got the neo Nazi stand with like always fucking 
whatever they're selling, like neo-Nazi literature, and then you got yep. the urban gun buyer, like you, you got you know, the taser the stand. Buttons. Yeah, you got the booth selling tasers, the booth selling jerky, the booth selling like purses it's and like belt cyberpunk, buckles. You know, yeah. you know, like the whole spectrum of human beings, and like they're all there at the gun show. It's like it's strangely utopian. A lot more diverse than anything. It's, it is liberal, very diverse, you know? but usually for but the wrong like reasons. Thing. Yeah, it's always fucking upper middle class white people. That's it. Or you go to a gun show, it's like, oh my god, like. Got everything from like <laughs> the inner city gangbanger to the neo Nazi fucking with shaved head and terrible facial hair. You know, like, yep. <laughs> and nobody's shooting at each other. <laughs> and we're all around guns. It's great. At least not on well, I don't know about that. There's yeah. Been, at, at our local show, there's been several ND history. Oh, NDs. Oh, that's, you know, like people aren't getting in gunfight. Yeah. With like how much shit like the liberals on Twitter talk, like I think yeah, never mind. I need to not get. <laughs> well, that, that does. Or, or, uh, I, I don't know. We're, we're talking about models a moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, I had a model who told me one time she was a communist, and I was like, Ree! <laughs> "Oh, that's you crazy! Know. Get out!" Yeah, I'm. I'm would you like to go on this helicopter? Yeah, I'm Taiwanese, <laughs> right? So it's like uh, communists are my number one enemy. So I was like, "Oh, you, you're." A but you're such a young, beautiful girl. Like, well, you know, when your revolution succeeds, uh, who decides who gets to work in the field versus who gets to be enjoy working the, in the shoe factory? The commissar, you know, because I'm. She's like, oh, I didn't really think about that. I just want want to be nice and have people have have equality. I was like, well, that's not communism, you know. I was like, let me teach you about communism. <laughs> I, I think yesterday I was talking to my girlfriend and gal pals, and it's like, oh, I'm fully versed and educated on just something pop culture just like the kardashians or something and that's how i know i despise the flag i despise something so much that i'll study it and like learn it better people who claim to be there's a weird adhd thing, i guess i fall down the the wikipedia hole yeah i talk shit on twitter then i'll, I'll consider like my mortal enemy I, I did see a hilarious twitter thread the other day that Supposed to buy a, a communist account. Like, what will your job be when after the revolution? And all the replies are like, "I'll be an artist. I'll be a community organizer. I'll be a school teacher." There's no one volunteering to work in the coal mines <laughs> in the know, glorious communist like, uh, utopia. Yeah, it's like when you're 18, it makes like all the edgy, cool kids I knew from high school who were communists. Like, they all grew up and became. Uh, super corporatists, fucking corporate consultants, investment bankers. So they went from sufferable high schoolers to insufferable adults. <laughs> oh, I, I assume that's going to happen to all the, the funny and interesting communists. I got to admit, sometimes uh, those, those uh, hammer and sickle accounts on Twitter will post something funny. It's like, oh man, one day you're going to grow up. Like, I'd be so stupid. I, I am amazed when I occasionally see just a, a hilarious post. I make the mistake of clicking on who posted it and like, it's not what I would have expected, but all right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, pointing out like where people are now compared to where they were in high school, like that just shows the the stark generational difference. So I'm I'm definitely the youngest one here, and people I went to high school with are not corporate; they are internet strippers. <laughs> they are communist internet strippers. Well, I mean, kind of makes sense, but then then you have to bring it down to the way they can understand it like do you think an old fat white man in dc could set the price of your nudes 
Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to break it down to like real simple stuff, like inefficiency. Yeah. Taxes suck, but having somebody in the office in DC determining the price of corn, Kansas, does that make any sense? Like, does it make any sense for me to determine the price of? pay-per-view only fan stuff like no it doesn't make sense for you to do it because you're not the government we have to have faith in the government the right. government like, knows best well, once you bring it down to like a understandable level hopefully people i don't know man like there's a lot of sex workers who are deep, super into communism but there's also sex workers who are super into capitalism and so yeah every community there's always that political side yeah i'm always like Looking to you know bigger tent part. I think you win by convincing people, making your idea seem better. Like, are I'm you not, trying I'm to a, tell me that personal insults are not the way to win arguments? <laughs> yeah, I, they're, I they're mean, the opener to an argument. I think twenty years of the internet have taught me <laughs> that you, when in doubt, result and to personal and years insult. of Call of Duty servers. Years of Call of Duty servers. That's one reason why I kind of like Twitter as a platform, because you have to judge everything as a take. You have to judge every take by itself. Is this a good take or a bad take? Because you can't look at the person. like You can't be like, oh, look at your ugly fucking face. Like, of course you have some <laughs> political views. You know what I mean? But you go on Facebook. Oh, I love yeah. Facebook. Because, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it personal. Facebook like, no is problem. its own thing. Yeah, because like, oh, you're an ugly, unfuckable incel. Of course you're communism. You know, you're just making a pussy, right? But then, you know, on Twitter, it's like you have no idea who's behind the anime. <laughs> the anime dude. avatar, yeah. And yeah, because like... You are unique in that you... there's, uh, there, there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of uh, companies in our industry, but very few are, like, active on Twitter. Like most, it's it's Facebook it. and Instagram. Yeah, I mean, Twitter just is kind of like the Thunderdome. Like, if you say the wrong <laughs> thing once, like yes. you will destroy your company. So you gotta have to have a devil may care attitude. Or, or in my case, I've been on the internet so long. I, I made a blog in like 1997 before that was even a thing. Yeah, and then like you know, I was like a fucking middle school at the time and. I had like pictures of me and my friends at the fucking American club in Taipei and like the girls were in bikinis and shit. And then fucking some alumni from the school was like, Oh my God, person's posting crazy shit. And I didn't realize, Oh, like crazy people on the internet. And they want to see the schools, middle school girls in, in somewhere. <laughs> like for me, I'm a middle school. That's normal. You know, it's like, it's like I had to learn very quickly. Oh, it well, turns out people are bad. Yeah, the internet it, makes it easy for bad people. And there's like more than what you can you say something on the internet, it's there forever and it goes out to the whole wide world. Yep. Better be careful, you know. <laughs> something that seems like a lot more people are discovering more recently. Oh, and it's things on the internet that. never go away. Yeah, I just love how like the Karen's were like fucking Trying to police each other like political commissars on Twitter, like, oh, turns out yeah. they're fucking horrible human beings. Just three years ago, you know, just how how quickly own. they eat each other, it seems as well. That like there, there is no forgiveness if you make a mistake. If it's the wrong mistake, you're done. Gone. You die. Yeah, I love that. It's uh I think Dan Crenshaw pointed it out perfectly. The the circular firing squad. <laughs> So it's like there's there's people in the gun space who annoy me, but unless they've personally gone after me, wronged me somehow, 
if they do something stupid like steal a tweet word for word, like, like that's annoying, you know. But I'm not gonna be like, hey, fuck you, you're canceled. Like, end him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, like annoying behavior like that. It's like hey, you're kind of on my. Side. I'll let it slide. Yeah, and it's uh, it. I think it's easy for our industry to over cannibalize each other while it is. But we should police and like you know try and eat out. Oh, there are standards. Shitty, shitty yeah. Uh, yeah, shitty business practices and stuff. There are sometimes like people will make these whole long threads and posts over this one bad thing someone said, and like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing I learned when uh, uh, a random guy on Insta, like he looked, he was this fat and nerd who was like feuding with a girl who modeled for me. <laughs> but you know, I was like Captain Savaho came in to defend her and shit. Then I spent like a ton of my like clout and energy like defending girl and like going after this. People are like, "What the fuck is going on? Who cares? Like, why do you care so much?" And I realized that when you go on the war path on social media, it's a double-edged sword. You you cut yourself too. So it has to be a just cause. Yeah, even if it's a just cause, though, people will be like, "Shut the fuck up with the drama," you know? I was like, "They don't care." Yeah. So, so I feel like if you go out on that war path. You have to understand that it's hurting you too. You know, sometimes it's it's worth it. Worth it for for hurting your own reputation to set things straight. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In general, like you don't want to go too far. You don't want to uh-huh. fucking make any enemies. So that brings up another question: How often do you have like? weirdos stuff they have to deal with because of the uh attractive women that you uh use for modeling not not really nobody really bugs me and talking to the, the girls who've modeled for me people bug them less after they pose with guns you know what i mean <laughs> it's like the weirdos are going for easier targets like uh that internet girl meg turney who work for g4 tv he's like a erotic cosplayer now he's like dating some any British guy who has a YouTube channel and they had like a stalker come into their house with a 45 and oh my they had to like hide in the closet until the dude finally killed himself. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, if she's dating a skinny little <laughs> British guy, like, okay, yeah, they're, they're not going to be, you can find, stalk them and fuck them up. It's like, <laughs> you know, I've dated girls with like fucking stalkers before and like, I've never had to deal with them. They come to my house. It's like, time to die, bitch. <laughs> Day's the day. Yeah. Time to die. No, you have uh, to pinch that? yourself, make sure you're not still dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I gotta see how good my aim is. Like uh and uh one of my friends, best friend from college, she, she was like a crazy hot mess, and she ended up becoming a EVM, a doctor of veterinary medicine. And uh when she lived with me in my house, we'd like get blackout drunk, fight people she was seeing over. You know, like people knock my door at like 12 in the morning and I'd like just answer the door with like a suppressed Glock like, you know, like, <laughs> who is this? What's going on? You know, and oh no, don't worry. I know. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It only happened a few times before I was like, yeah, you need to like hiding people when you're blackout. Yeah, she's totally cleaned up her shit. Doesn't even drink anymore, which is like unthinkable to me. You know, people yeah. change. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, are you going to go to SHOT Show this year? Uh, if it happens. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to book The big that. if. So right today, as of recording, is November 7th. And you know, I think there's a possibility that NSSF pulls out. 
just like they did last year. Yeah. Uh, the, the odds right now for it being a go are higher than last year, but yeah. they're still not a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if Sig Sauer already pulled out. Oh, did they? Oh, did they? Oh, oh, pulled out like a month ago. That's not they're a good like, sign. Like we're, we're spending so much fucking money. Like, you know what? We'll let them keep the money, but we're not going to actually go. Oh, like, oh really? Set- so they, they aren't even getting their money back. No, no, no. They're like, we're, we're sending it. We're giving it to the NSSF because, you know, we support their cause, but we don't want to spend the time, energy. And, and well, considering uh, they set up the fucking Citadel yeah. at SHOT Show, like, yeah, that makes sense. So I was it uh fucking early in the coof. We had so many gun business specific supply chain issue because uh you know who's in the gun fabrication business old white guys yeah old fat white guys and who does the coof hurt the most old, old fat, fat people. people yeah so it's like goddamn like there were actually a few major oems getting shut down for like you know it was like old old bob knows how to run the forging machine right he's been doing it for 40 years you know he got got um i think i was talking to people from rainier about it this summer this summer, the Delta variant hurt more people in the gun business than the original. Oof, really? Yeah, because like this summer, I think volume-wise, more people, and then like anecdotally, like we all knew a lot more people actually got either killed or hurt by by Delta variant, just a lot more uh, transmissible. Yeah, but but you know, hopefully it was motivation for people to get in shape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yourself. I mean, if if the coof isn't gonna motivate you to get in shape, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's unique. It's a disease that specifically targets those who are uh, the fats and the olds. Yep. I mean, you can't change old. And one old. of those is preventable. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not in either category. Never really concerned about either. Yeah, I definitely got vaccinated early. Uh, I think I signed up too early to get it, and I tried to cancel it. It's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do it yet. And they were like, wait a second, let me list off 150 ailments. If any <laughs> one of these apply to you, you don't have to cancel. And they started like red for like five minutes straight. That That's when I realized something was kind of off. Right? Like back in April, I was like, oh, yay, the Trump vaccine's ready. I'll take it. The fact that like they really wanted me to not cancel taking the vaccine two days. Was too, like, <laughs> like something's weird. Yeah. And it only got weirder and weirder and weirder. Like now it's like they're like pushing it for so hard, even though it doesn't seem to be that effective. Oh no, that that's the thing. It appears that even with it, you're you you're just as susceptible to it. You just might not get as sick as previously. Yeah, so you know, man, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get it at some point and just develop natural immunity. And I'm pretty sure I already got it. I'm pretty sure yeah. Ben and I got it at Shot Show last year. Yeah, I've definitely had it at least once, like yes. confirmed. I'm pretty sure you had we, it. We both got real fucked up after Shot Show, breathing, basically bedridden for about two weeks, and then a uh, 104.3 yeah. fever for four days. So it was the last shot before the coof. That yep. one, I remember talking to Matt Myers from B Myers. He's like, "Hey, everyone seems to be healthy. No one's coughing." <laughs> Foreshadowing. You know what I mean? So it's like later, it's like, oh, that was that was the well, incubation period. Bitch. It was wild. The first time, like, I I occasionally seen a headline on the news, but I hadn't really paid attention. The first time I was like, oh, damn, this might be a thing. It was at the cafeteria or the food court um, at SHOT Show. 
as we're looking fancy lobster rolls. Yep, eating our fancy <laughs> lobster rolls, looking at videos of like apartment complexes getting welded shut in Wuhan. Like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's not a good sign. Heavily on Twitter at that point, I was oh man, look at the carbon output. I think it's from burning bodies in China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like the only co- only country that took it soon. Taiwan. Taiwan's like, yeah, we just don't trust anything. Yeah. Taiwan was able. How did to Taiwan do like, during the pandemic? Oh, they were like coup free for a whole year. Nice. The then the joys of being an island. Yeah, the joys of being an island that doesn't trust communist China. <laughs> so like they they shut everything down and they're like no commies allowed, bitch. Like, <laughs> and uh, I think eventually the wall did fail. Like after a year, eventually some New Zealand airline pilot and it did get over there. And it's weird because like the vaccine is so political in the U.S. Also political and like in Russia, it is a right wing thing. To get the vaccine. <laughs> That's weird. It's like it's like flipped. So it's like, like, it's Taiwan, like a, a like, pro administration thing. It's like pro Putin thing. It's like, hey, look at our Russian sciences. Ooh, so it's a right wing thing to get the vaccine in Russia. In Taiwan, the the Chinese government's doing everything they can to prevent the vaccine from getting to the Taiwanese people. Obviously, you know, like you're pro fucking vaccine. I want fuck the commies. You know, it's 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 a it's a weird thing. I don't like how it's become political, and I, yeah, I blame yeah, me neither. I was I was amazed at how quickly everything became political. Yeah, it's obviously the Democrats' fault because like in the beginning they're like fuck the Trump vaccine. You're a fucking idiot if you take the Trump vaccine. Yep. And I was like, oh, you're killing Ram. You don't take this worthless vaccine that doesn't do anything. Shit flip fast. Yeah, shit flip real fuck. On the topic of Taiwan, do you? I don't know if you have any insight or anything. Do you think China's going to try and make a move on it in the next year or so? I'd be really good. If they've made a move on Taiwan now, China doesn't have a dominable very lead. I think only the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Marine Corps are taking the banner threat series. Because, uh, you know, they've been transitioning the F-35s into the helicopter carriers. Like turning yeah. helicopter carriers into F-35 capable carriers. And like, why is that? Just fucking China with the anti-ship missiles. You want to, don't want all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. If if China invaded now, it'd be a, a blessing. Because it'd be like, oh, you know, fucking got to get over with eventually. Get over with now. 20 years later. 10 we're, years later. We're, we're going to fucking kill them eventually. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe China collapses from the inside. There's one thing that people don't consider with China is that their internal politics is crazy. They are desperate to their borders and control their people from the inside. But when people start fucking flipping out, it means in China itself, like when Chinese people are flipping out, it demonstrates how little control the country. Yeah. Well, and I'm and, assuming and, after COVID, it was a blow to the administration that a it, it happened and how badly it happened. So I'd imagine Xi right Jinping is looking thing. for a win. He's looking for a slam dunk somewhere. Yeah, if, he, if he thinks he wants an easy win, he wants to invade China. He's fucked. Uh, I don't know if you've read any of the actual war games, the non, but we're trying to get money from Congress or, or <laughs> we're trying to get Raytheon a billion more dollars. But if you read the practical situation, there's only so many landing spots. The, the weather, weather patterns are so that you only have two months, April, early fall. Or an amphibious landing. Yeah. You have to move a shitload of men and material over. and. You know, they've had a defender's advantage for the last 80 years. 
So they know they've which just been building defenses those last eighty years. Yeah, and like I think it was North Korea launched their missile. Like Taiwan demonstrated that oh, they had like super good electronic warfare. They could detect it. And they're like, yo, Americans, like fucking North Koreans doing crazy shit. And furthermore, there's a ton of uh, espionage issues because unfortunately Taiwan has a lot of corruption. So a lot of former military people sell their secret, the, the fucking commies for, for some money. I mean, that happens in America too, right? Uh, yeah, that, that just happened recently. Yeah, that's yeah, what's funny is people don't realize how commonplace espionage actually is. It's just yeah, rare so, that it makes it to the news cycle. Right. Those old, old school counterintelligence, where, you know, you have to have like a fucking super high IQ game master running the intelligence, behind, running intel, intel behind the scenes to try to root out commies. And, you know, Taiwan's been doing that for long time and, and lastly uh, the the physical characteristics it's ur- dense urban jungle it's dense urban uh cities and mountainous uh subtropical jungles so it's pretty unpleasant but it's not like triple canopy jungle unpleasant but it's like great for girls. <laughs> fucking Taiwanese people very uh physically like like i think they have like the high one of the highest like life expectancy shit Oh wow! Part of it is like the nationalized healthcare, you know, like the rich, small, concentrated country, and their gene pool is super good. But yeah, they'll probably shit up if like the Chinese attack. And they're also super nice normally. Like Chinese people in general are, are super uh, open and friendly. The uh, it's just a good country. They uh, you don't. I don't think Americans need to send their people to for Taiwan. They just need to keep selling. You don't. You don't think uh, an, an overt or like a, a complete occupation would be needed? Help defend it. Oh no! That's I think crazy. Japan has already volunteered. They're like, we're like, fuck. We need to protect Taiwan. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of people Taiwan. in Asia that says, ooh, an opportunity to fuck with China. Let's go. Oh, like <laughs> you have to think of second and third order effects. I know, like some Americans, are sick of war. I'm sick of war. It's been going on for in Afghanistan for so long for nothing. But it's like if you let Taiwan fall, basically China will have Thailand, the Philippines, every Asian country. They'll have they'll have them by the balls because they control the shipping chain. Mm-hmm. So Japan's like you. Ab- we in Japan absolutely cannot let. And that's why they're pressuring the Biden administration. Right. That's why the Marine Corps. Didn't Japan uh, just recently start like expanding their forces for the first time in X number of years, and they started ordering more? It's forever since World War II. So the U.S. Marine Corps just uh, did flights off their uh, helicopter carrier just to prove that's a viable concept. And like the the F thirty five, like it seems so silly and stupid until you consider that no, it's basically it, uh, it has some wild capabilities. I, I've been able to talk with a few very experienced F thirty five pilots. It could do some yeah. wild shit. The the people that shit on it on the internet don't. It's expensive, or is expensive to make? Yes, but it. It's like F twenty two is the only thing that could come close to it. Yeah, do you want to learn fucking Mandarin, or do you want to pay for some F thirty? Learning Mandarin's hard. Okay, I'm trying to teach my girl. <laughs> but I mean, the 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 F thirty five's capabilities basically targeted. Specifically, keeping China in check. I, I'm People no really shit on the F-35 don't understand what it's supposed no. to do they, in the they, first they, place. They, they don't know what the fuck it is. No. What was it? I went to college with like this 
uh, interesting lady because, you know, we were at a pretty liberal college. She was like in the U.S. Navy ROTC program and she had to go out of her way to get that going. And she was an interesting cat because she was at that time. I remember we were talking shit about the F-35, like in the early 2000s. And then like 20 years later, oh, shit. Now she's in charge of that shit. Because <laughs> 20 years later, she's like, 20 years ago, she's like, man, that looks like a fucking dump. All right. Now it's like, oh, my God, I'm in charge. Fucking shit. <laughs> that time flies. Well, and the, yeah, she, the program would have been a lot cheaper and done a lot sooner if um, it hadn't been for the Marine Corps said, oh, wait, we need a model that has to have VTOL capability. And then they're like, yeah, fine, now, now I'm we'll like, do oh, it. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah it, no, we'll do it. And then the Marine no Corps was like, cool, we'll order 10. The VTOL capability is what Marine Corps needs it. want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, nobody, when, when talking about the F-35 specifically, nobody wants to talk about scope creep, how Lockheed was contracted to build this very specific plane, and then every two years the U.S. would come back and say, oh, no, it needs to do this too. And then this, and then this, and then this. Yeah, mission like, wow, we've designed like seven aircraft. Yeah, I definitely try to incorporate that. Like, let's not have mission creep. It's, have like it's really good, clear. Goal. Yeah, it, it's a good concept yeah. to keep. Because mission creep is a fucking. Uh, right now, we're trying to develop a new website, and people at my web dev. It was started by a marine. Was injured. Uh, he was actually shot in the Philippines. He was. He, he's a GWAT Purple Heart guy. In the in the Philippines, you know, people don't remember that technically counts as. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, but, a lot uh, of shit going down in the Philippines. Then he hired a ton of uh, Filipinos because he realized they all work hard and they speak English. Now he's hired a bunch of like special forces guys to like handle business, and them like mission creep on website design is super important. Like you know, you you start making websites. Like, oh, I want this or that feature. Then you get stuck in development. Right. But we oh, well, actually, what you're asking for is totally different than what we originally agreed on. So it's going to take four times long. Congratulations. Um, hell, hell or high water, we're launching one. Hell yeah. Very nice. Can, can you tell us our, our about it? Is it seven gonna, years old. It looks good. It's clean. Yeah, yeah. But I just want like more modern features. I'm, I'm amazed that, uh, especially with a certain gun company, and for uh, some reason, it appears to be a lot of. Uh, businesses that focus around machine guns that their website is from the 1990s and hasn't been touched because they understand the market their base is very small yeah who's buying a hundred thousand dollar machine thousand twenty thousand ten thousand like looking the average person has a hard time buying a glock man yeah i was like if, if you're in the machine gun business like you really just need to have a geo cities web 1.0 website with your fucking telephone <laughs> Somebody will call you, you know. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause like a modern website, like that's oh, six figures easily. I mean, this is like for anyone's interested in online business, one insight I'll tell you is all the promises of it being easy are alive. Everyone <laughs> when people are software is like, oh, our software integrates. It's like it barely integrates and doesn't do anything. <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's tur- a turnkey solution. It is not a fucking <laughs> solution. That is a pipe That dream. is also a lie. If a programmer like, says, oh, we can do that, that'll be easy. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to give out, like, other people's secrets, but it was like a one web dev company, a web platform company. Like, oh, we should, we should take over your website. No, it's super easy. Everything's turnkey. So I asked a, a major gun business. 
was on that platform. Hey, is it actually a turnkey? I bless them. They told me the truth. They're like, fuck no. It's like I paid like 100 grand to a company to integrate my shit. And then they went under. So I had to like buy them out. Spending like more than $250,000 just on customized software. It's like at that point. Oh my God. You could have just made a custom website. Yeah. Right. They would have been a couple. Yeah, we, we kind of learned that when, when our website got deleted. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, Were you guys June. on Shopify earlier? Yeah, June yeah. of last year, without warning. I was in the process of editing a web page on our Shopify, which Shopify is very basic, very simple. I um, love Shopify. I it, started on Shopify. It's, 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 it was great years. until the fucking nerds uh, canned the website with, without warning. Like, I'm editing a website or a, a page on the website, and suddenly it just... Like can't edit it. You're logged out. I'm like hmm, that's weird. Yeah. Try to log in. It's too edgy for the the. Yep. And what was yeah. interesting about it is at first I thought well, it's just a like, like Instagram or social media. It was a, it was a robot that flagged us for something. Get a, a person to talk to it. And oh we, no, they looked at you personally. Yep. Like, yep. We oh, we talked yeah. to customer Dude. support, and they say, <laughs> "Hey, I can't tell you why you were banned, but there's a tag on your account saying it was flagged manually." And you need to contact our legal team. And we that's all they would tell us is you yep. need to contact legal. We, we called and emailed them day and night for the two weeks because uh, we had a two week window to get all of our info off of it before they just permanently nuked the account. And they never responded They're like, OK, fine. Fuck you. So that's because like, I have what, people what all the time ask me after? like, hey, I'm starting a new I'm starting a business. I don't know much about web design. What should I do? I'm like, man. Shopify makes shit really easy. Like it's you you don't need much. You need a few YouTube tutorials and some good photos and you can build a web. But where'd you, where'd you guys go to? Uh we went to Big Commerce, our new home. Let me tell you what, Big Commerce is great with their policies and whatnot, but fuck you. <laughs> if you want to do anything that Shopify can do. Yeah, Big fuck Commerce, you. if you want to do anything outside of their very basic framework, you need to have uh, you need to know how to code and you know how to program. It doesn't hold your hand. Unlike oh, Shopify, oh. which which will hold your hand all the way through. That's too bad. And, yeah, okay. and Shopify, you can just live chat with someone real quick. Big commerce, send us an email. We might get back to you in a month or so. <laughs> so, so if anyone's thinking about starting starting a business, I'd say Shopify is great. It's very easy. But if you're in the gun space, just know there's an above zero chance you'll get nuked without warning. Oh, yeah, because uh, Shopify originally had Noveski and they had <laughs> Sons of Liberty Gunworks back in the Really? Yeah, I they, didn't know they, that. Yeah, Shopify went for woke because of the Parkland. Ah. That's when they turned on anything gun. Which I, I would even, I would respect them more if they just told me, hey, we nuked you because you got pictures of guns and shit. Like, okay. Fine, I'll I'll take my ball and go home. But they just wouldn't. They kept saying, "Call legal, call legal." And legal never fucking talked to me, so I never actually got a straight answer. They're cowards. Yeah. So I mean, looking at your uh, overview or your summary of what we should talk about, state of the industry, state of e-commerce. Oh yeah. How the yep. fucking uh, we're 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 reaching a point on the internet where we're kind of having shadow, a parallel economy. If you're into Guns, like I think legally we're more protected. When I first started, 2010, Obama was Operation Paperclip, where porn stars, money lending places, gun vendors were being targeted. 
by banking institutions, DOJ. That kind of went away. Thank God. Might be coming back. Like, I've been off like, and on coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, and porn stars were really worried about OnlyFans. Yeah, that was a hilarious, uh, like, week on the internet when OnlyFans was going to ban porn. Yeah. Like, they were going to kill the golden goose. Like, they yeah. were gonna, they believed their own lies. Like, oh, people use OnlyFans for recipes. Shut <laughs> the fuck oh. up. Shut the fuck up. That's like what you're... I read Playboy for the articles. Man, shut up. I'm watching this porn for the story, man. Yeah. You've got good writing and good direction. So, like, they believe I had they believe heard it was like propaganda. their financial provider or like their banking. Uh, and they're so, blaming on MasterCard, and MasterCard's like, oh, it wasn't us. Like, it's just, it's crazy though that like MasterCard and Visa are our true overlord. I mean, yes. back in 2018, when I was a hardcore crypto guy, I was like, uh, the promise of a free internet, like an unmutable Facebook, unmutable payment processing, that was so beautiful to me. But obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> now we're having the surge three years later. Maybe people will take it more. I mean, it's not it's, shrinking. Well, what's that? The crypto like. OG people—they're—they're uh, they're worried though. They're like, the "Way Wall Street defeats crypto is that they absorb crypto." crypto Which is what they're trying to do right now. One wacky bill from the uh, FTC. Hmm. So I mean, that's how you—that's how you destroy crypto, not by attacking it, out, absorbing it inside out, and that's kind of a, a problem. That's a really powerful t- problem we have in the gun world too, where we have like literal communists getting into guns. That I don't welcome yeah. them. Yeah, that, that's a that, that, well, fuck them. That's fuck a weird them. plot I twist. Play, I wasn't I don't expecting. Want goddamn commies in my space. So it's like uh, in the what was it the armed Asian guy, the meme lord? We want to do a podcast. We don't want goddamn commie podcasts taking over. It's, uh, the, when you dig into identity politics, dig into like. It all boils down to communism. It's communism versus something else. I remember uh, for a while I was like, oh yeah, I'm big on my, my Asian-ness. And also I dug deep into that. Then I saw that commies were always big on grievance politics. It's uh, then I looked into that. And that Mao's, happened in uh, struggle sessions at Village Square. Oh, yeah. And, and in Russia, it was the kulaks. Oh, you're a peasant with a little bit of land? Then you're a better peasant. We're going to fucking kill you, baby. So it was like... Uh, you're never woke enough. You're never. There is no limit. There is no, no. end. There, there is it. no. There's no like end goal to it. Well, and that's the thing um, is that the revolution must always carry on. Oh yeah, that, that's very 1984. That's perfect. Yeah, like it, in, in Cuba. In Cuba, after the revolution, like they, there, there always has to be a, a counter revolutionary or or a villain to go after to everyone. In- oh, I mean, one thing that that's fun mind game for me. Well, let's assume the communists do. The people you hate will now just have unlimited power. You, they're pink haired, will be in a fucking mass grave. Like it's not going to work out in your. No, they're gonna they're gonna be an artist or a communist no, no, porn think, star. Yeah, your, your more asshole neighbor who's also like on your side right now is just just the nature of humans. So it's like I feel like the right wing take on humanity is like, eh, humans are kind of bad. We should limit. Fucking government control. Everyone can agree, except for secret authoritarians. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. For justice, we need more power. Really? Is it for justice? I don't think. 
It's interesting. That is how many people who fall under that belief system. Yes. Most, I I think most people to some extent are authoritarian when it comes to their view to an extent. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll admit that myself, right? I wish I could fucking force my views on people. Then I see that that in it itself is a problem. Can't do that. Like if you try to force that on people, gonna backfire you're not gonna actually get your views your point of view out there if your point of view is a good one it should be able to stand up to scrutiny yeah but that's why when the left wing tried to censor people that's fucked up that's like what the right wing tried to do in the 90s and earlier you know it's crazy how much i mean margaret atwood getting canceled now like the fuck that bitch wrote goddamn the handmaid's tale man like come on what did she like, when she got the handmaid's tale, like the fucking political, the religious right was actual reckoned with. God, they got their fucking hands so bad. Like, not living. And I kind of feel bad for the. <laughs> I kind of wish they had a little bit more power. A little bit. You know, the temper. And, the and way- it's, it's weird how I feel like from talking to some friends, Australia is still like in its. It's a weird combination between like the 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 authoritarian right from the '90s and current progressives that they they're, they censor media and video games, no fun allowed. While also Australia's fucked up. Yeah, uh, people were saying, "Oh, it's a prison colony," but guess what? Who else was on the prison? Co- fucking cops, man. <laughs> they're fucking authoritarian. <laughs> so, so those those people have really fucked up. Wild. If, if I was in New Zealand. Whole country locked down over a single case. Yeah. If if I was wife hunting, but I'm not. (laughs) What if hypothetically? Hypothetically, I go to Australia. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's it's the fucking uh, criminal gene. Whatever. I feel like good looks, criminals. Remember the hot felon guy? (laughs) (laughs) The dude's like a literal felon from LA. And then next thing you know, that was only hot in that one mugshot. Yeah, yeah, but now he's like fucking. Like he was dating that British heiress. So like, no, I didn't hear that. Oh my god! <laughs> about this. Okay, so the hot felon guy from LA got invited out to some like fashion shows because he's gonna model for people, and like this this French guy who was like the son of some famous fashion designer dating a French heiress. But he's like a pudgy, not so good looking guy, and then he invites this felon to hang out. Next thing you know. Alan's taking his girl. <laughs> it was like this British heiress. And like, you know, he's going around the world, knocking her up and shit. God damn. damn. Good for him. He's got to be good looking. <laughs> Jeremy Meeks, he's so funny. He's on YouTube. He like talked about how he was like a me, how his life. And that was crazy. Because it's, it's kind of like Seattle versus Tacoma. I mean, are you familiar with Seattle and Tacoma and all that shit? I, I've been to both, but I'm not familiar with the the rivalry. Okay. So, so, so Tacoma is like, Seattle were both port city. Oma and Seattle were, were vying for like big contracts. And Seattle obviously ended up winning most of the stuff. Came the dominant. JBLM's right by Tacoma. And uh, I went to college in Tacoma. People in Tacoma are a lot more physically attractive. It was like everyone in Seattle is more educated, richer, but they're fucking uglier. Way fucking <laughs> ugly. Seattle's one of the ugliest fucking cities. Like, I don't know what's up with Anyway, something anyway. in the water. Yeah, the, the, the coma has a bunch of like biker gang headquarters. There's oh, hell yeah. Gangs, you know, like, you know, there's the military right there. 
Yeah, it's like if you want like a random attractive woman of loose morals, like you're gonna go to <laughs> Tacoma. All right, all right. Yeah. Then write that down. So it's like it's like the okay. yeah, it's <laughs> So what I'm hearing is the new the new WO website is gonna have like a heat map of attractiveness to intelligence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You want both, best of both worlds. Yeah, right? yeah, so we got to find exactly, those, those exactly. middle zones right there. But I mean, if you're a straight guy, you don't want to leave America <laughs> to go wife hunting. Fortunately, LA is the place. If you're like not not ugly and you're straight, you are in super high demand there. There's way too many beautiful women there. All the attractive men are gay. All the fucking <laughs> straight guys are ugly. So if you're like looking and nice. LA is the place to be. That's the that's the place where I see the most of the horrendously ugly dude with a beautiful <laughs> fucking girlfriend. <laughs> Damn, that's my advice to all the young bucks out there. You, you but, don't have to you know, be the most attractive guy. guy. You need to be more attractive than yeah. the other guy. You just have to not be the least attractive guy. Exactly. And Seattle has a overabundance of males because of the tech business. Like there's like a, the overbalance of women to men. LA is mirrored by the overbalance of a uh, man to woman, Seattle. What makes you have to import all my talent? You know, it's like it's not <laughs> not easy finding models in this area. At this point, I'm I'm willing to like fly people in, deal with that. <laughs> that offers <laughs> a much bigger me. pool. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's interesting is all the best Seattle models. They usually go to LA or New York. Of it. Yeah. You know, it's like Seattle doesn't really have a bump in fashions. We've got a. Pretty good outdoors uh, gear scene, metal smelting scene. Yeah, it's not a fashion. How often do you reach out to models and realize like what the business is that they know? Uh, I, I'm pretty targeted now. I, I say, if you're a professional model or a porn star or something like that, you know, paycheck, whatever. Then the, the Seattle models are a bit more picky because they might be like uh, jacked in with politics i've had pretty good good uh success rate even with the seattle models you're you're kind of at a weird place if you're into guns you're kind of outcast if you're willing to pose with lingerie for photos make art or whatever, you're also kind of out like normies don't like you <laughs> like if you're a model who's completely opposed to working with me probably because you correctly specifically anti-gun for whatever reason oh, I respect that. <laughs> yeah so it's like you know if they want don't want to work with me i'm not gonna you've got a pretty decent selection of attractive women who want who are into guns are okay with guns down to work yeah and it took years to build up that reputation i would say i'm a i'm kind of in between the photography world and the gun world yeah the photography world oh my god oh caddy what kind of really mean and not of oh, professional photographers are assholes. Oh my good okay. lord! <laughs> ben, ben has recently uh, dived into the world of wedding photography and realized what a shit show that. Holy can be. Christ on a fucking bike! Yeah. <laughs> if you can be professional and run your shit like a senior enlisted army, like you will make a shitload of money. It's like kind of like when I was at movie sets, I noticed that just like the military, directors, the main actors get all the credit. But who's out there doing the fucking hard work? It's the crew. Yeah, they're like the senior enlisted. They're willing to fucking put up with this shit because they believe in the art. So gaffers it's like the, and all that. Yeah, lighting gaffers, like fucking camera crew. Like they're the they're the fucking 
P1s through E8s fucking making the show actually happen. But then it's like, you know, <laughs> it's the generals, the director who get all the credit. <laughs> you know, I realized- what I have found... What I have found is is in the photography world specifically, specific, even more specifically, I'm in primarily drone photography now. And Licensed and all that shit. Oh, yeah. of course, of course, all above board, and it fucking sucks. It would be so but, much but it's easier a if I had no regard. Flex when some asshole comes up to you and says, "You can't do that," and you whip out your FAA license, like, oh, I love I that. I've had one instance where this old fucker came up to me pitching a fit and it was so nice to be able to write down my FAA license number, the drone registration, yada, yada, yada. And then when he wouldn't call the cops on me because he finally realized he was in the wrong, I went home and called the cops on him. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty nice. But the one thing I've really noticed is clients can be fucking assholes. Clients can fuck you up. They can ask for one thing when they really meant something else. However, your competition will fuck you over. Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of subcontracting and we had this one, one, I guess you'd call him a client that we're subcontracting for that. I actually just today had to tell him to finally pound sand because they were purposely giving me incorrect shot lists to try and fuck me up. What? Yeah, a real estate (laughs) client. This real estate client was asking for intentionally asking for the wrong shit every time. That's annoying as hell, man. So so why did they have a different drone photographer that they're trying to work with or? Yeah, so my direct contact, um, they were they were not the person in charge of who got the contract and they wanted their friend to get the contract. So they were intentionally trying to make me look like shit so they could go to whoever's in charge of who gets the contract and get their friend the contract. <laughs> and once I found that out through some other sources, I said, you know what? Fuck you. I'll, I'll just leave that. That's uh, that's some pettiness there. I dig that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is. Yeah, that is some crazy shit. That's like fucking enemies for life type. Yeah, that, yeah. There's that, that's there's a couple on local companies. List. There's a couple local companies now who I found out. Uh, not to get too specific, but I do work for a organization, and I found out on Friday that another company came in and shit talked me, not knowing my relationship to the organization outside of the photography side of things. And so they, you know, when I came in on Friday, they're telling me about what happened. I was like, "Huh, really?" Wacky. Yeah, especially in drones. I don't know why people are so fucking cutthroat. It's drones. Oh, you thing. know what it is? It's just like the suppressor business. There's only so many of you. It's so oh, profitable. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, uh, what was it? The piston business, like PWS versus LWRC. They're super friendly. It's like there's enough business for all of us. You know, we're all making because they're the only two ones doing it. it. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, they're like super friendly at like shows. Like they'll like watch over each other's booths. Okay. Like, Whereas, like, in the suppressor world, they will fucking, like, cut each other's throat. They'll, like, kill each other's children. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Really angry. Um, I think it's a Q, or it might be them, or someone, I I can't remember, they they get in internet fights a lot with different companies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Q's hilarious, man. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin Brittingham's nice to me, man, but, you know, (laughs) he's not afraid of getting in the internet slap fight. Yeah, he's been doing that. He started his company because Gemtech wouldn't. Yeah, because like, it wasn't like, hey, like, fuck you, Gemtech. So, 
Well, he started his company just to fuck up Gentex Gentex Day. Yeah. I, I appreciate some highly refined pettiness. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, my favorite perfect. part is watching from the outside when I have oh, yeah. absolutely no, no dog stake in the, in the game. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, what yeah, about the him. time that guy did that thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah drama is fun to see. Don't ever want to into yourself. No, I'm no, no. You don't, don't, avoiding no, drama you don't get sucked like, into it, but it, it's you can appreciate watching it. Yeah, like in the gun business, everyone's like, oh, Royce Up's a super chill, nice guy. Blah, blah, blah. Who would do something to get it on Roy's bad side? It's like, Ugh. even me, like, I've definitely managed business. It, it usually has to do with, uh, unfortunately, the woman. If you can't fucking <laughs> get perfect, I look, definitely looked at I, mean, I get it, man. Fucking not everyone's around like dicks all the time, but I think in the gun business, we're very understood. Very- oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you just have to watch um, what business Kdex Kdex Defense a shot show always has uh, like their booth is filled with models and they're always in like custom fitted like cry combat tops. Ooh, they're, they're damn, I need to find out who they're here. It seems yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like for me, it's like I'm not, I'm not, hey, I, I'm but, purposely creating a fantasy. It's like I, you need to know <laughs> this is a fantasy. You don't treat this as like performance art or whatever or art. You're fucked up, man. But it's, it's hilarious like watching um, how just like like the old fat white guys come and interact with with the models at the booth. Oh, obviously, no. they're paid to just smile and sure not their white. They're, they're probably southern gentlemen, ma'am. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like when when they go too far. When dudes try to like people in the business, then it's gonna go weird. Real, real have uh, since, since you have experience with with modeling and some of the more risque modeling and all that. Have you ever gone to the AVN Awards during Shot Show? Well, actually, the, my first Shot Show I ever went to, I went to the AVN Awards. How was, was it? Because I, it, it, was it looks fascinating. It's so small. It is so small. AVN is like one fiftieth the side of Shot Show. I, I, can I walked imagine. the whole AVN in about one hour, and I walked it again in another hour. It's like oh, man. It's like I realized. What's interesting is not not like the 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 businesses there, but from the videos I've seen, is the the patrons that will pay you know X amount to go see their favorite porn star for the day. Some of this like. Fun and, and cute, and, you know, like couples going to see them. Then you get like fifty-year-old chicks with like double G fake boots trying to make <laughs> it in the porn business. Like, come on, lady, come on, grandma, go home. Do and your kids get, like, know real, you're doing this? Uh, <laughs> and then, well, basically, I I went to AVN to see, and I made the realization there's about thirty mentally well-adjusted, beautiful women who will fuck on camera for money. The whole entire world out of seven billion people. <laughs> They're like more rare that's, than that's, that's a small people. number. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's 30 physically beautiful, mentally sound women who will fuck on camera for money because they want to. And like everything else other than that, like, oh god, this person's got a drug addiction. This person is not is not most, a it's not most people's uh career choice. However, yeah, it is interesting it, how OnlyFans seem to like for a lot of oh, people, semi-normalize it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's probably good. That's probably for the better, you know, mainstream. So this is not just like not the most brave, damaged people willing to. That that was the previous form. Had to. You're very brave and very like, fucked up. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Sasha Gray is a perfect example of like super courageous intellectual chick who's going to do porn. And then for every one Sasha Gray, there's like a hundred like a drug addict <laughs> that the industry obviously doesn't like to talk. So, yeah, you go to one one AVN, you've seen it all. I didn't. Uh, I've heard so of the psycho hot scale apply to that industry. Ah, uh, yes. The, the, the crazy I don't think scale. it really does. It's like these people are unique. They're a super unicorn. They're like unusual souls. It's like, it's like uh, why strippers and special forces soldiers go together like peanut butter. <laughs> well, they're, they're both like extreme in their physicality. They're, they're the most elite. It. Yeah, they're the most elite. So it's like, you know, fucking drag married to a stripper. That's fucking normal. There was like the one model who modeled for me. She's secretly a stripper. You know, a mother of four. Got an amazing body, but I was like, shit, I've seen this girl like a thousand times over. Oh, and I realized, oh, it's because like she looks like a lot of like special forces guys. <laughs> did you inform oh, them this of this revelation like, oh this person hey man your wife looks like a stripper I worked with yeah, but it's like with SF types they've, they've got two extremes right you got the super wholesome all American at home mom wholesome mom and then you've got the oh devil may cry type of lady <laughs> might be an exotic dancer who cares you know <laughs> like just like the personalities in the special forces regiment certain way it's like the the woman they're with are a certain way yeah yeah the first group they're they're very interesting because uh you have to be super high intelligence to learn uh asian language as an adult it's like okay, yeah. it'd be a fucking and, and over such a short amount of time that they have to learn exactly so it's like army somehow manages to define the like, weirdest type of person who's like oh he, he's like a fucking redneck from alabama He's super strong and he's got very high IQ. And next thing you know, he's speaking, oh, honestly, oh, like fucking Korean perfectly. <laughs> As a Korean wife, it's like, yeah, I went to like one of my buddies' parties. Yeah, this dude was like this jacked, mustached, tattooed dude from Alabama, but he had a Korean wife and he spoke Korean. Perfect inflection, had the mannerism, everything. And the, the mannerisms of a Korean dude, if you've seen Squid Game, are not the mannerisms of like an Alabama. Roadkilly, corn-fed homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like it was like it was like such a weird dichotomy. Makes you double take. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really interesting. And like you know, that's why why all the F groups have their their stereotypes. Tenth group is always known as the Golden Boys, right? They're like the fucking stereotypical all-American <laughs> white guy with huge jaw. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, whereas like first group has like super diverse. Seventh group is all the you know the essays and homies, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it? Third group is all the killers. Like, you're willing to go to Africa, like you are a killing machine. Yeah, it was like my my Korean buddy who's third group, and I was like, ooh, that's like it's a sign, you know, like you are such a fucking murder machine. Uh, first group take you like third group took like like they need to they need to be having that displayed that information needs to be displayed somewhere when they go to bars so you know who not to pick the bar fight with yeah but like dude dude's funny because like now he still carries a gun and a badge for a living just as like a random small town cop like he pulled over a, a 
dude he was going to play the oh i'm african i don't speak english card then, oh i've been african he started speaking swahili to the guy <laughs> it like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting like peace corps and special forces has a lot of overlap yeah you know, it's like my my, uh, my best friend she went to uh peace corps and then like i invited her out to dinner with my homie who was also sf and they had a lot to bond over like being in a third world country as a only american you know, having to take all the malaria drugs and getting anti-malaria drugs uh nightmares apparently they're crazy because <laughs> you're getting brain damage basically that doesn't sound fun yeah it's like I, I, i've I, also I, heard I, the anthrax vaccine is not a good time get out of it with a egg allergy good luck you know <laughs> i think they stopped with the anthrax vaccine Cost too much yeah, vaccine. Actually, used it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking when I first started my company, I was uh, I was sending stuff APO all the time. Even buying slings, I sold. I sent yeah. a lot of stickers, two point sling rack, and Afghanistan. How often do you get hit up with people asking, "Hey, can you ship me this very ITAR item out of the U? Not an APO." Uh, pretty often. You know, I'm like, yeah. no, it won't do. It's like I, I, you do government business. The government's looking right up your ass. Yeah, I was like, it's okay. just, it's not worth it. Like, I'm not going to send you this. this fucking and I write it out very clearly. Like, no, we're not going to do it because you know, I'm pretty sure if I wanted to read my email, it's like the type of people I hang out with makes me worried about foreign intelligence coming to kill me. Right? So, <laughs> I was like, hey, I better like, keep my shit together. It sounds like there's a whole other story there. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, uh, I think. The term one of my friends came up with, oh, I'm not paranoid. I'm just extra careful, right? Like if you are actually under threat, how, how much effort are you going to put into saving your own life? Like Mackie yeah. Sog veterans literally take every single round on their linked ammo, drop it into their chain gun chambers to make sure it chambered okay how far are you gonna hit the scales in your like, yeah uh, when, when your life is on the line there's no such thing as cheating yeah it was like for, for some people i think like that's not even enough motivation like their own life they don't take their own life test but, but you know for health it was funny for years now all, all these uh, millennials and zoomers have been man i just want to kill myself memes and then the spicy flu shows up and all of a sudden everyone doesn't want to die. What was it? Uh, I've discovered uh, what motivates me. I think it motivates a lot of people more is like the love of something. Yeah. You know, like the fear is a pretty bad motivator. It's like fear of dying. I'm not going to go work out, but it's like, oh, I want to fucking look good naked. Well, better hit the fucking gym, bitch. <laughs> and the same thing with guns. It's like, oh, do you want to be good at gun handling because it's your job? And it's like, nah, I'm already these are horses. And then like people who like you want to be cool on the internet. Different. People well, people who, who do long range shooting for the love of it, right? Because I covered the long range operators challenge and the civilian teams absolutely dominated military. Really? Teams. Well the military teams, it was their job. Yeah. Because it's for the civilians, it was their love. It was hobby. Like they went out their passion was there. there. Yeah, every fucking chance they could. Where it's like, all right, you want to do a field operation military? Well, you better write like a hundred page PowerPoint, pass this through like every fucking bureaucratic chain of command. You know, you have to check every box before you can get a gun and do a fucking training op or whatever. Now, did these civilians civilian keep up with the military uh, physically? Like, 
no, the physical no. challenge. Physical challenge wise, the, the, the Rangers, fucking young soldiers dominating. But it's like when it comes comes to like the actual act of long range shooting, shooting at moving targets, like estimating range, that type of shit. Skill wise, got their asses kicked. And long range, the long range operated challenge was put on by Harold Peterson, who was the OIC of the big army snipers. He, you know, he's like the only black guy in Eastern Washington. <laughs> he was a, he, he put on the, the challenge to get that bleed military and so the first two days Sterling teams would be teaching the military team and the, the, the following two days they'd be competing so it was like a very good knowledge at the guys up that's very and, cool and the civilian dudes also were had a huge advantage in that they could use you know crazy fucking weird calibers Military guys were using their issued guns, issued equipment, and learned pretty quickly why, why uh, commercial off-the-shelf is... You can just iterate a lot faster, learn a lot, experiment a lot. The last year I did go to it, though, the military teams did start to have, like, real shit, like XM 2014. I, think, I don't think they had upgraded their handguns, but, you know, all their, their sniper rifles were modern. Back in 2015, it was like, oh, like their rifles were like, Clapped out. Yeah, they had like one guy managed to have like a M24 and like one of the ROs who himself was a long range very guy. I was like, how the fuck did you get M24 2015? You know, that's right. So, uh, that uh brings us to another question. Uh, the tactical games I've been interested in them for a while, but I haven't haven't been able to make one. I really want to make one in 20. Um, what what is your experience with them? Oh, they were when they when I went like. 18 it was it was still up and coming they were still learning they were still like ironing out stuff but like i went because like one of my uh oga homies like hey come do this you know i'm back for like th- in three months fucking something with guns and working out <laughs> and like I, I, kit badger was along for the ride too and he's a former marine or, or not former retired marine <laughs> mm-hmm. and we were just having a good time and they're like, oh, this is a full blown military simulation because you have to hurry up and wait. Like it was not very efficient and it was like part of the game. Man. Okay. <laughs> Gonna wait three hours to do 15 minutes of suffering. <laughs> just like the military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was real fun. I did like five or six of them in that year. And the main thing you learn is cardio is important. Yep. You oh, don't. Cardio sucks. Don't, it's important. Yeah. You need to. You move your ass, man. You be able to fucking haul your ass and your guns in your ear, be able to shoot still. So that's it's like that's gym cool. talking wise. Cardio is probably the single most important and most suffering thing to do. Yeah, I there, mean, cardio I, never becomes fun. People who run fun. long distances are psychos, and I will never <laughs> ever have any <laughs> form of relationship with them. That's but, up yeah. yeah, but but I will I will you know. Props to them. They can run way faster and way longer than I can. But like, get a hobby, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, if you look at all the selection programs, what it is, is like, all right, can you like hike 12 miles, 12 clicks in rough terrain? I don't think people understand what rough terrain, how bad it is, but I live on a top of a mountain. So I run down and up the mountain get my cardio. In. I don't think people understand like how, difficult a little bit yeah. of elevation uh, how awful it is where our shop is at we're right around seven thousand feet elevation oh my god that is 
I can't even imagine. So you're probably <laughs> fucking super fucking healthy. You probably don't need that much. Uh, not, 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 not super healthy, but, but the cardio is, is definitely a, a, a good time. Yeah, once you it's get into definitely nice to go level, down to sea level after oh, training feel, cardio like at Superman feet. after living oh, yeah. at 7,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the tallest mountain in the Washington, I think is like only like 3000 or something. Oh, damn. And we, we can, I don't, I don't remember, but it, it's, it's not a lot. So it's like 7,000 feet. I know is a lot. That would fuck me up. I would get so drunk so quick. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the other thing is that a little bit goes a long ways if you aren't used to it. So yeah, to go test that up on Pike's Peak. Yeah. Yeah. People will take like uh, drinks up at the top of our local mountain Pike's Peak, which it's, it's around 14 at the top. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I one watched one the... shot will get you where you need to be. <laughs> Yeah, because I watched the the Tesla Model Three, the unplugged performance video about the Pikes Peak. Yeah, the Pikes Peak Raceway. Mm-hmm. And they start like it's in the forest, and they go super fast. And oh, you're talking like, like the hill climb. Yeah, yeah okay, so yeah. you can drive that highway normally. Like that's oh, that's I, a public yeah. highway. Yeah, yeah, and it you know the average person it takes probably forty five minutes to an hour. You know, more yeah, of those like sightseeing. Yeah, but then you watch this fucking Pike Speak International Hill climb, and these dudes are going from the bottom to the top in 15 minutes yeah. with an average speed of what, like 110 miles an hour? Yeah. And having driven that highway, probably more than the average well, person who watches it's, that. It's race. currently paved. Back in the day, it was all gravel. So they're taking these zigzag turns entirely <laughs> sideways going up this mountain. Yeah, the old rally stuff. Yeah. Well, Roy, it, uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's 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 been awesome talking to you. Before we head out, um, like where can people find you? Where can they find your stuff? Where can they oh, give you uh, money? Oh, we sell high-end gun parts. Now we have an FFL. So we'll get to selling guns. Nice. It's, supply is kind of tough these days. Yeah, you can buy stuff from us at weaponoutfitters.com. We have a Patreon where we have uh I see imagery of the good good photos patreon.com slash wo after dark i didn't even realize i was modeling myself after playboy playboy did a tv show playboy after dark i (laughs) I didn't know where that term came from until like literally yesterday nice yeah wo after dark you know good stuff and then that's basically it i uh try to make PG and G rated content that's commercially viable, you know, for people who are like, I see stuff. Yep. Patreon. Degenerates out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, every healthy American male. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Man. Well, awesome. Thank, thank you for coming on. It's been awesome. If you're down, we'd love to have you on again in the future. Oh, absolutely. Times me. Oh, fuck. I'm kind of drunk already. I've had like three shots of this whiskey. Good, good. <laughs> uh.